Welcome to issue six of TLDR. I am your host, Backcracker Dr. Joe. In this handsome son of a bitch to my side, Nick Fryer. Fry guy, how's it going, my man? I'm, I'm doing all right. I don't know if you can call me handsome son of a bitch anymore based on what happened the other day. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I was doing well, and then I was listening uh, to your appearance on the Pop uh, Culture Piledriver podcast uh, talking about The Office and uh, loved it. I loved your takes, by the way. I thought they were Thank you. fucking fantastic. Thank you. Um, and, but, you know, I get to the end, and uh, Mr. Hot Take himself, Jason Rossi, <laughs> takes a fucking shot at the dock. Wow. Now, granted, um, there was a snafu uh, a few issues ago uh, where I've earned the moniker. Uh, <laughs> I've earned the moniker, the. Uh, uh, the spoiler in chief. Yes. Uh, but, but how fucking dare Rossi, who thinks the ostrich is the animal someone would want to be, is mm -hmm. mind blowing. That fucking ostrich is the moped of animals. That thing runs forty miles an hour. He thinks that's fast. Yeah, I don't Fuck understand the ostrich take at all. It's one of the, <laughs> it's just the most recent one, but there are so he's had quite a few in his time. But I um I tend to agree with you, Doc. But I will say that I appreciate Keith continues to listen to our show, even though he almost <laughs> ruined. I'm I'm honestly I contemplated not editing that whole thing with the the Constantine book, City of Demons. Yeah. Again, that's the first one we talked, the first one I talked about with this show, and Doc already read it. Um, I contemplated not editing out that spoiler. I was like, no, nah, it's, it's too early on in the episode. Too, yeah, you know. I, just, we, it was, yeah, but, <laughs> but. I will redeem you know, myself, I promise. Well, yeah, I don't know how you're going to do that. Not because I doubt you. I just don't know how to redeem yourself after spoiling. But if you just listen to the audio version, then you guys are safe. It's a wild west here. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready to roll and talk about the new shit that came out this week? Let's do it, baby. Okay, so Marvel. Now I'm. I'm. Are you a Venom guy or no? Um, I I love the character Venom. I've read some Venom stuff, but I'm not as I, the the current Venom run I've heard is fantastic. I just uh, with everything that's going on, I just haven't picked it up yet. There, there seems to be a lot going on with Venom, and it's been the last couple years. And I've never been a huge Venom guy. I always thought he was cool, but he just never quite did it for me. I don't know why there are some characters who. They can look cool objectively. Yeah. I, I guess it's like women; like they they're attractive objectively, and then yeah. it's just not necessarily for me. And Venom's kind of one of those characters. As much as I'll see the movies, you know, hope that they're good and everything, but the books it's a little different. Web of Venom: Colon Wraith One came out this week, and he's uh, Wraith has been hunting the god of the symbiotes since yeah. he came into the picture. Again, if I was into Venom, I would absolutely read this. This sounds awesome. It sounds like a great idea. I just want to make sure our readers are aware of it because I'm sure we have some people – or I'm sorry, our listeners are aware of it because I'm sure some of them like Venom because he is a cool character. Yeah, and I can't, I can't remember who's, who's writing the current Venom run, but I've heard nothing but great things uh, about it. And for me, Venom – I've always loved Venom from the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s, mm -hmm. um, but I haven't read a ton of Venom. Last summer was the Absolute Carnage uh, run that uh, Marvel yeah. put out, which – I had really, really high hopes for. I sort of feel about Carnage. I think the way you feel about Venom, uh, just okay. never, never like. Ah, I, I would always prefer Venom to Carnage, but I wanted to give huh. this a shot. And Venom was in it, and it was it was a pretty good story. I was a little let down by it. That's not to say it was bad, 
Um, but I was expecting a little bit more from that absolute carnage run, but, um, I will, I will definitely try and check some of this, uh, this, this new venom out. See, I actually prefer carnage. to <laughs> venom. You like, I, 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 um, I think what was it? Carnage and Deadpool. I did enjoy that. They've screwed up some, quite a few of those. There've been some that have been good that the versus Deadpool's. And actually I, my, for my book today, I am going to be talking about a character who uh, had a versus with Deadpool, and ah. it oh yeah sucked. <laughs> Such a huge disappointment! Oh my god, that was that was I was so pissed about that. It seems like it would be phenomenal. Yeah, uh, we will get to DC towards the uh, the end of what's new because we got there's a few things that I'm reviewing, and then another big trade that came out this week. IDW TMNT 109 Doc, you do not read this, correct? Um, I do not, um, and it's I, I mean I love the turtles. I just never I've I've the, the 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 turtles books I've bought in the past have been the TMNT Batman books, um, mm-hmm. but I think they've recently introduced a female turtle, Jenica. Um, yes, you know in this run, so um, I've heard good things. It's just I just never picked it up. Yeah, that that is something I've been interested in reading about her. I know she had a three issue miniseries. I'm I'm hoping they're going to have a trade or something like that. I, mean, I would think you have to. Three issues, I get it's not the same. You know, usually you should say, what, five at least, if not six, seven. But I, I'd be interested in picking that one up. Yeah, um, Boom. Uh, for those – I know we have Buffy fans in the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse. Buffy the Vampire Slayer colon Willow issue three is out this week. More importantly, though, one book that Doc is reading from Boom, Something is Killing the Children issue 10. Have you picked it up yet? Uh, I haven't picked it up only because – I got to wait a couple weeks before I head to my shop, but I am current on this book and small tease. We have some great stuff planned uh, for the month of October. And this book might find its way um, into your ear holes uh, in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> into your ear holes. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is a way to put it. All right. Fair enough. And dark horse, you picked Actually, you've read this, right? Cyberpunk 2077. Trauma Team issue one, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I uh, I picked that up uh, today. I picked it up digitally and read it, and I enjoyed it very much. I'm very curious as to where it will go. It's it's one of those books that you know the first book is uh, is is mostly informative, kind of setting things up, uh, but they did it in a way that I'm very much looking forward to book two uh, and see where it goes. So as 2077 would imply, it's, it's a futuristic uh, mm-hmm. book and it's got some good, um, some good violence to it. Um, some good character depth or setting up some good character depth. Uh, the art was great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to reading more on this book. So no Bill and Ted are doomed issue one for you? I did. I have not picked up Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that one too. But the first issue of that did come out this week, so everybody knows. And how did you feel about uh, Spy Island? Because you read, was it the first issue of that? Yep, yep. So that, I think that came out last week. And right. I wanted to read, I just think in time. So again, very similar uh, to um, Cyberpunk in the sense that the first book was was mostly set up, but very intriguing. I love a good uh, spy story, a good, you know, uh, mystery. So the artwork in this was, was fantastic. Uh, the main character um, is a spy and, and it takes place on the Bermuda Triangle and all the other characters are all spies for all different countries, and some of them know it, some of them don't. So very interesting uh, premise, and I'm looking forward to reading that uh, further as well. Okay. Now, you have 
you have it, a book from Image that you picked up this week that I did see uh, come across. You know, as uh, books that we could review over at Geeks Worldwide. But this was a hard pass for me. This creeped me. <laughs> this the, the cover creeped me out. The title creeped me out. But you gave this a shot. Is it uh, the Ice Cream Man? So yeah. So what came out this week was Ice Cream Man presents uh, Quarantine Comics, and so. Okay. I've heard about um, Ice Cream Man. I've seen it on the shelves. This is a classic TLDR kind of book for me. Just eh, never grabbed it for whatever reason. And But I saw this. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll pick this up, read it, and give it a shot, and maybe it'll get me into uh, the series. So what's interesting about this book is that it was written specifically for the quarantine. It's a couple of single-issue books. Okay. And, I like uh, that. The purpose of it, it was to uh, help raise money for independent writers and comic shops to help you know, create up a fund for them to kind of keep them afloat as best they can. That's so awesome. I thought that was really cool. And so what I did was I, I went to Comixology and I was going to pick this up. And then I saw that Ice Cream Man uh, issue number one was free. So I said, okay, let me read that, see if I like it before I then go spend – I think the the quarantine comics was five ninety nine, six nine, whatever it was. Mm. So I read the first issue and I loved it. I loved it so much that I picked up the next five issues, which um, are on Comicsology Unlimited for eighty nine cents each. And I okay. I whipped right through them. And so each issue is a standalone issue. It's almost like a okay, nice. Yeah, think of like a scary stories to tell in the dark kind of thing. So mm-hmm. some issues might be overly creepy and 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 overly you know horrorish um a, a couple others were were less they were more just telling stories about a character but the overarching theme in each book is that there's an ice cream man and i don't know if he's the devil or just a demon he's a, okay yeah okay. he's so a little evil doc yeah he's a little something different in every issue and you ever so, watch how i met your mother yes so do you remember the episode where they find out like with um, like when they find out a detail about one of the other friends that they didn't necessarily know before and then there's like a it's like a glass shattering moment and you change, change your perception oh, yep. of that person yep. that was the ice cream man I think for everybody like as a kid I didn't know it was like that was a thing and then once I heard about it, it's like I want no part of being here <laughs> any ice cream truck thank you I'll go to friendlies I'll go to Dairy Queen yep. whatever there is that's fine I'll go with my parents but ice cream man hard pass hard Thank you very much. It's like Keith and snakes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think mine's a little bit more reasonable than Keith. Keith's. I mean, I'm not running into too many rattlesnakes or you know cobras out here. He's a very minor. Well, I wouldn't say a minor character in each book, but it's not like he's. It's pages and pages of him. You know, it's mm. he's either then there in the beginning, he's either there sort of in the end. Um, but I, what I was doing a little research about it was that while each issue is a standalone issue, there's clues in the books. And as you get further on in the series, they kind of come together. And then, so um, I'm absolutely in love with this book and um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep reading it. So it's uh, interesting <laughs> outside of the, the ice cream man part. It's the only problem that I have. Like I, yeah. I think I would enjoy it outside of that. Maybe I'll just power through it and, and give this a look, but the concept of helping out is it this uh, small, t- smaller writers or was it yeah. a small? Uh, okay, yeah. So I, yeah, I a little I, bit I, of everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you can't. How can you not love that? So I, I at least appreciate that. Now, yeah. for me this week for reviews, I had Nightwing seventy four and then Death Metal Trinity Crisis uh, in issue one. 
for that one specifically, Scott Snyder wrote this one. He hasn't done, I think he's done three out of the four um, one-offs that, you know, for the, 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 um, the death metal series. I think he's written three out of the four of them. And this one, like I tweeted out, it has an oh shit moment in it with these one-offs. It's, I can't, I don't want to get into spoilers when I'm, when I'm reviewing it because it's just, uh, I don't know. It feels weird to me. It's like an issue. It's a first issue. I'm never going to get into spoilers because the first time seeing stuff, I don't think that's necessarily conducive. Once from there, it's like what we're doing here. We're having a conversation about it, learning more about it, seeing how people view different shit. Then I'll have spoilers and non-spoilers, but I just can't with an issue one. So one-offs, I generally speaking, I'm not going to do that. But there is a moment in this book where there, there's a lot of fun shit that goes on. Yeah. And, you know, with with the Batman, um, with the, all the evil Batman, they've really done a good job mixing in different characters that would matter to the heroes that are involved in this. And, uh, and then, but there's also like an oh shit moment in this book that I, 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 I like an audible oh shit on my end when I saw it. Um, Nightwing 74, there's been a lot of stuff going on with him with the whole Rick Grayson bullshit. And I wanted <laughs> to like the idea. I really did, Doc, especially with Lobdell taking over. And I loved, you know, most of what he'd done with Red Hood. It sucked. And what's happened recently with the Joker has been good. This issue is really good. I like the directly. I think Nightwing's going in a really good direction without kind of spoiling too much. But um, I, I think that it, if you've been off the Nightwing train for a while, you can read my reviews over on Geeks Worldwide and then kind of catch up and get back in. As much as I promote buying the books, right, right, right. I, I just I like the Rick Grayson stuff was <laughs> not good. It, it really was. Like there was value to it, but it was too long. That's yeah. the problem with it. Um, so, so there's that. And then I've been talking to you about this for a while, the John Constantine Hellblazer run that's uh, written by Cy Spurrier that's going on. Uh, it's going to conclude at issue 12. I think it's the first six issues are out in a trade. John Constantine Hellblazer marks of, well, there's like 200 pages in this. I, I'm not going to be picking it up because I already you know read all those issues, but I'm curious, are you going to give this one a shot? Yeah, when these are all in a trade, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So this is that's what I'm saying. This is a trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. This is gonna the first trade. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And then we got. Um, I got an email today from DC about the uh, about the Batman Catwoman series is coming out or starting on December first. I tweeted out a little bit of the art at Fry underscore underscore guy one on Twitter. And Doc, this is written by Tom King. Are you interested in this story at all? A hundred percent. So I haven't been reading Tom King's run of Batman mm -hmm. uh, because by the time I got back into books, it's, you know, he's already, you know, issues so much to, to go back. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm definitely going to get this book and then I'm going to probably go back and pick up issues. I think 80 and up, right? Because I think the, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the bat cat wedding is somewhere yep. in, that, uh, in that range. Yeah. 88, 89, somewhere right around there. Uh, maybe early. I'll, I'll find that. I'll do my research. I read it. I can't remember where it was. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I'll, was I'll do so my, gross. I'll do, you know, leading up to that. And then from there on to catch up and then, and jump right into this. So I know I've been missing out on that because Tom King's done a great job. And then it has since been uh, picked up uh, by uh, James Tinian, who I love. Uh, so definitely something I'm interested in. The, uh, Tom King did not. Not everybody loved his run. You know that, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The 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 wedding was a little bit frustrating on my end. Yes. Like, what, what, I, why the? 
I don't know, man. I, 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 why did we get, do all this? What was the point of this whole event for that, that, that to happen? Because there's so much other shit that came with it. Right. But I, I wouldn't say I was as outraged as everybody else, but it's just like I, I, I could have done without that. Yeah. This is going to be a black label book, though, just yeah. so everybody knows. 12 issues starting December 1st. I think I'm going to pick it up, but the fact that it's black label, as much as I, I like it, it yeah. that kind of means it's outside any kind of continuity. So what's that mean? What's going to happen from here? I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll but, be interesting to see if they tie them together because you would hope so. Because why would you have those be apples and oranges to each other? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. so I would hope that yes, the purpose of black labels to tell stories that aren't necessarily in continuity, but because right. you had the bat cat wedding, it was written by Tom King. And now this series coming out, that's going to be done by Tom King. I think what it's going to be is because King was kind of pulled from Batman. I mm-hmm. think this is his, this is now he'll be able to sort of finish telling the story that he wanted right. to versus the story that Tinian is direction that Tinian's taking it in. Right. So I think there'll be some continuity uh, in that aspect. And so, interesting if they do that, huh? Yeah. I don't like yeah. to say that blank is same. It'll be interesting to see it, but I, I, I generally don't know what to expect with this. I, I think it's kind of worth giving it a shot, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, so we're yeah. getting a quick update here from DJ in the chat. The the wedding between Batman and Catwoman was uh, around. I think it was. He says it forty five to fifty. I think it was issue fifty. Okay, yeah, that it, makes sense. Yeah, it it is out there somewhere. I mean, I I uh, it's in a trade, but I know I picked it up when it came out because it's like, how yeah. can you not get, get right. this? But, Doc, um, we'll be talking more about all that stuff another time. You have an indie comic set up for us today that you want to tell me about. Indie comics back, baby. So the book I chose uh, for this issue uh, was the series Die. And for those uh, you know watching at home, I'm going to hold the, hold the book up here. So this is issue number one of Die. And this was recommended to me by the great people over at Hub Comics. I mean – they, they've never really scared me wrong. And I've absolutely loved this book. Now, it's it's been going on for a while. And I was telling Fryer earlier that it's, it's been for almost two years, uh, but they're only on issue 13. So uh, the writer uh, is uh, Kieran Gillum, uh, the same uh, writer for uh, mm-hmm. What's the Future, which we talked about earlier. Uh, the artist is Stephanie Hans, and she just does a gorgeous job with this book and i'll I'll show everyone a picture of of some of that um in book art in a moment and then uh i'm trying to get better at this the letterer uh is oh look at you right so i'm trying to the letterer i respect the i respect the shit out of that yeah yeah, you can let those f-bombs fly baby uh (laughs) (laughs) so this is a book that was recommended me and i fell in love with it instantly not just the art, but it's something that that's up my alley. Uh, I play a lot of role-playing uh, video games, um, and this is sort of based off of something like a Dungeons and Dragons, so a tabletop role-playing game. And uh, I was reading a, a blurb by 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 Gillum, who says when he wants to describe this book quickly, because it's hard to really describe, uh, he describes it as a goth horror Jumanji, uh, which is spot on. Right. Wow. So in Jumanji, right, where the game comes to them in the real world, this is uh, this, the premise of this book is that the game takes them to another world. And so it's it starts off with uh, six teenagers 
um, led by I'll just gonna, I'm just I'm not going to go over all the characters' names, but I'll go over the, over the leader. It, it, this kid's name is Saul, and he's he's inviting everyone over to his house to play this new game, this new role playing game that they're very you know excited for. And he's got these special die, so you know, and so each each kid, uh, you know, roughly 14, 15, 16 years of age. Uh, picks uh, what type of character they want to be, and then he assigns them a numbered die. And then uh, all of a sudden, one panel, they all get their die, and the next panel, it says two years later, and it shows five of the six kids just in the middle of a road about to get run over by a car. And uh, these kids have been, been missing, presumed missing and dead for two years, and they suddenly come back. But only five of the six come back. And then the next panel is 25 years later. And now you see these kids, they're grown up. Some are successful. Some are in failing marriages. They're all effed up about their experience of those two years. And what happened, what you come to find out is that when they when they grabbed those dies and they started the game, uh, those dies, those die, uh, it took them to this new world where, where they created. And they spent years and years there. So it's two years our time, but many, many years there. They they created this world and 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 shit happened and five of them were able to escape. So wait a minute. So okay. So in the in the early goings and all this in the beginning, we don't see what they went through in this world. Nope, not but a this bit. whole book is about what went on in that world. So what 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 the book is actually about. So now it it, it flashes forward twenty-five years and, and one of the characters finds the die that uh was was given was was um taken by the leader the kid that didn't come back so they all get together they all say what the fuck could this mean what do we do what do we do and all of a sudden boom they're brought back to the world that they created and in this entire time that kid that was left back became the leader of this world and should you be telling me that part yep yep it's all it's all in the first book okay got it okay not a spoiler not a spoiler (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't trust you. Yeah, I know. No one should trust me. No one should trust me. Oh my god! Uh, and, and brings him back, and then where the book goes from there is, uh, you know, these these everyone trying to get back to the real world, trying to get back to their lives, and so it's got great horror vibes, great fantasy vibes. Uh, if you're, you're a fan of tabletop role playing games. Uh, things of that. I mean, you're going to love the book. I mean, the, the author, Gillum, even created online for free a die game that you can play. Really? Yeah. Which I, I haven't tried. I don't have a, you know, my computer is a Surface Pro, so it can't handle this shit. But um, uh, but it's there. It's there for people, which I think is absolutely awesome. And, and no, that, that's not a spoiler. That's all. It's all in the first book. Um, and then just the story that it tells from there is just, it's violent. It can be gruesome. It's it, it, all these characters have such it, this, one of the reasons why I love, and I've said this time and time again, I love independent books is because there's a lot of great depth to the characters, right? Mm-hmm. Flawed or, 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 or not, right? I, I really like the flawed characters because they tell a better story and there's no more flawed characters than you're gonna find, you know, in this book. And they're they're infighting, they're they're battling, you know, they're, they're all this shit. And um, I mean I absolutely love it. And it's 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 beautifully drawn. Uh, I'm gonna just- Yeah, when I when you show me some of the art, there's one image in particular that you showed yeah. me and this this stuff is 
is yeah. pretty horrifying. Like the artwork yeah. is very good. Now I looked at it and that that gave me the kind of realism that you were talking about. Yeah. And the, the like we talked about before and you say you don't find it to be that that necessarily be the case. I, I maybe I'm just having trouble telling through you know a computer screen. Right. So what I would say is it's 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 very realistic. It's not that photorealism like uh, uh, I would say in uh, uh, um, jo- uh, Harley Joker Criminal Sanity where it looks like an actual photograph, but okay. it is very realistic and it's also very stylized at the same time. Okay. Uh, so like I said, the art for those that were able to see the 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 book that I held up um, is gorgeous and it can be gruesome and uh, it can be beautiful all at the same time. You could have this image that is just like kind of gruesome to look at, but it also be beautiful to look at the same all time. Right. I'm looking at the, the, the criminal sanity, some of that artwork and I'm seeing, I see the difference a little bit there. This one is yeah. the, the Harley Joker is a little bit more realistic. What you're showing me with die is stuff I've kind of seen before. That's the kind of stuff yeah. I would say is closer. I've seen, yeah. Um, when I talk about like cable, where I don't like it necessarily as much, but yep. for this book where it's scary and everything, I don't hate that because yeah. I feel like that's going to be jarring and that's going to stick with you because that image that you show of the the the, the like the villain yeah. um or showed me earlier that is one that's like holy shit like you're in the middle of the book and that cut pops up on you and it's like what the, what the fuck is that Yeah. So that'll stick yeah. with you. Yeah, it will stick with you and like it, it's it's just I mean it's. Gorgeous, Stephanie Hans. I've I've never heard of or seen any of her art before, um, but but absolutely loved it. And and one thing that I've picked up through reading Once in Future, and you know uh, I'm caught up on Die. I'm, I, I'm an issue behind, but um, uh, Kieran Gillum's he got a little thing for historical fiction. He likes mm. to bring you know which. Um, at times, no. not in this book and not in Once in Future, but at times when authors do that, I can find to be a little lazy. Because it's like, oh, yeah. okay, you're taking something that's already happening, just putting, a, you know. But he does a really good job at weaving some historical figures uh, in this in this book, uh, in Once in Future as well. Um, I I can't. I've been talking about this book for you know, on Twitter with people since it's come out. I mean, this book is stuck with me and I love it. And it's only 13 issues in. So, and there's, they do have two trades out. Um, so, you know, you can pick up the trades um, and uh, get caught up rather quickly. Okay. So yeah. you, so these are both, like you said, the, the, this is written by the same guy who wrote once in future Kieran Gillen. Yeah. Let me, now I'm loving once in future and I will, I have uh, gotten to issue seven and holy shit, you had alluded <laughs> to something going on in issue, like in this second arc, and it happens in issue seven. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> so I was going to say that for later, but why the hell not bring it up now? Yeah. But which w- now I personally love Once in Future, and I should have I should have been on it before. I shouldn't have needed you to tell me to read it. It's medieval <laughs> stuff. I love that. You know, it's it's. I love Lord of the Rings. It's why you know you and I you know prefer that over Harry Potter. All that kind of shit. So do you prefer – I know they're two different books, but if you could only pick one to read between Kieran Gillen or if you had to rank one as number one and one as number two, is it Once in Future or is it Die that's getting your top ranking? I think it would be Once in Future to be honest with you okay. uh, because because the one knock I'll say about Die – now, I love this book, but the one knock – and, and maybe it's just a 
tested to me not being as smart as I should be. But, it, you know, it's one of those books where sometimes you've got to go back and reread a couple of issues. Like, oh, shit, okay, because you might miss something. It can be a little heady at times. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say that Once in Future is more for everyone. Right. Everyone yeah. can sort of relate. They know the, the the story of King Arthur and medieval times and things like that. But not everyone is into role playing games, tabletop games, um, horror um, type. Yeah. And it's not, I wouldn't say that this is a horror book, but it is closer to that end of the genre. I mean, horror work, man. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I love them both. I would, if I had to recommend one of the two, I would say Once in Future. Um, but that's not to say that I don't recommend this book highly either. Okay. Uh, now, yeah. in the books, the, the of the books that you're looking at when we're talking about horror vibes, I know you you have a bunch that we're going to go over during Dorktober. Is this is this one is your favorite one that's kind of in the horror genre, and that then that's why you couldn't wait to, to get it out now, or no, not so much. no, not so much. There's, there's definitely other books that are more horrorish uh, that I want to do for, you know, what's coming up. I chose this book now because I didn't necessarily um, think that uh, it, it fit the motif of like when I say it's like horrorish, mm. it's, it's got those gruesome vibes, you know. So I'm a giant giant vagine and so i get scared very easily <laughs> right we talked about this right so it doesn't take much for me to classify something as horrorish uh this is more fantasy than it is horror but it's got a lot of those sort of vibes and elements to it whereas other books that we'll be talking about in october i think are more these these are designed is this kind of a thriller then would you say no it's it's, no. it's more fantasy Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Fantasy with you know, it's it's a it's a more gruesome fantasy than say James so Gunn. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. I get what you're going for now. I, I, not to like obviously not to be like a, a pun or whatever, but it's a little more gra It's a more graphic fantasy, like a rated R fantasy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a, probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So then, what is? Because there's a lot going on with this, I can tell, and I, and I like, and it sounds very interesting, and I think I will give it a shot. Yeah. What is your favorite part about it, though? Is it the is it the the character development? Because I know that's obviously so important. I think that's so important for both of us. It's not yeah. like that's the thing with Marvel and DC. As much as we we love those, still they're so plot driven with some of the yeah. shit, and it, and it can get a little bit annoying. But obviously, the character is important. But I I can tell you really like the uniqueness of the story with the you know Jumanji type element to it with the yeah. the um, board game yeah. or something else. So I, I we 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 have both been on a podcast where we had to defend Lord of the Rings right. over Harry Potter. So what I, on this very, I, this very uh, podcast channel, that's right. Audio. Yeah, that's right. So what I like about it is, is that, that, that band, like that, that, that band of characters. Uh, and so again, I don't want to give anything away, but they, they yep. have to, they have to, you know, they go back into this world and they have to find a way to get out. And just like in Lord of the Rings and other books, you, you, the group gets together and then things happen. And then how is it going to come back together? And I'm very much looking forward to – this is going to sound weird. I'm looking forward to the end because I want to know how – you know what I mean? I want to know yeah. what the conclusion it's going to be. And because so much shit happens along the way and they just introduced awesome. something new, re, a, new a newish element to it you know, in issue uh, 10. 
uh, that you know you, you think it's going a certain way, and then ah, uh, and then it swerves a bit, and then you're like, oh shit, you know. So there's that element of of wanting to know, like you really want to know, you know, how it ends. Sort of like you really want to know, you know, is Sam and Frodo gonna get the ring to Mount Doom in oh. time, right? Yeah, and <laughs> you, you, but, honest to God, though, you really just sold me on it there a thousand yeah. percent. Like, I'm, it's not even a debate if I'm going to give it a shot or not. I mean, I, I don't want to compare it to Lord of the Rings, right? No, I, you know, but your point of you want to know how it ends. Obviously, you're enjoying the ride, but you want to know how it ends. I mean, you can't ask for anything better. That yeah. means it's just not, it's an outstanding book that you're dealing with. And you, as much as you may like some of the other books more that we've talked about previously, you have not said that about any book yet. Yeah. So I, I, you've you've won me over on this one. Now and also it doesn't hurt that it's that it's um, uh, with Kieran um, Gillen, and now you should become one of like his hype man or something like that. You basically are his hype man. <laughs> you, you love both of his books. I'm sure he will others will pop up along with that. I don't know about necessarily, but yeah. you love this guy. Yeah. Other thing, last thing on this. Do they have a Sam? Like Sam likes no, Gamgee. No, there's no Sam because all these characters actually really fucking hate each other. Oh, okay. they don't is because they've all got emotional scars from the first time they went and then they all grow right. up. And like I said, some are successful, some are failures, some are assholes, some are depressed as fuck. Right. So you've got you've got five very unique, very different characters, but they have to they have to attain a certain goal. They have to work together in order to get out hmm. right, and get okay. back home. And some people. Why? Yeah. I'm not going to live up to my moniker, but that's <laughs> right. It's close, that, right? That, <laughs> I wasn't close, but you know, I stopped myself. I get excited, Nick. It's, it, you're going to come to find out. I'm a very, I'm a very Costanza like character. I get excited easily. Um, but that's Stanza, what's okay. great about it is, um, is that they're, they're, they're so unique, but they've got to work together. Okay. And, uh, yeah. All right. You sold me on it. I'm very impressed. I think I'm going to, I'm going to pick this up. Now it's my turn to try and sell you. And as we were getting prepared, look, I know you're going to go and you're going to want to do indie books more often than not. And I, I mean, honest to God, doc, they're, they're freaking awesome because like you said, the character development and everything. And, but I still hold out hope for Marvel. I still hold out hope for DC because I've you've seen it over the years. There are characters who, go through some reconstruction or they're kind of introduced in a uh, different position or whatever. And we need to, or they're just, they're going through change. They want to take them in a different direction. So there's some development. And that's one thing about red hood, right? You get this whole transformation from you know Robin to villain to anti-hero to now where he's kind of hero, which I don't necessarily love, but I like that with him. He's gone through, he still goes through a ton of character transformation and I want I, – that's the only way we're going to get it in these the, – the bigger brand books, which I hate. But I, I hate that that's the only way we're going to get it, but whatever. That's the way it is. That's one of the things that's so, so nice about Black Label. That's one of the things that's also really nice about Constantine where he's so different is it's all about him just right. dealing with his fucking life, and it sucks, and it's annoying. So having said all that, I want to get Marvel books in because you did Daredevil at the very yep. beginning – I haven't done a Marvel book yet, and you haven't done one since. Right. And I have—I mean, there have, I have plenty of Marvel books that I can I can touch on, but I think a lot of people have read the books that we've read. I don't know, but you—I know you—you you haven't read a ton of Gambit, right? Correct. Okay. So Gambit is my guy through and through. Every time Davey makes fun of him on hashtag Dork, 
it <laughs> kills me. But I know Davey loves Gambit. It's not about Davey. It's 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 not about Gambit. It's more so about Fox and their mishandling of the <laughs> X Men property, which is so true because they i mean seriously those are the best characters i did you now were you too uh, i don't mean to be a dick when i say this but were you too old for the animated show i still watch it okay awesome so love it that's where and that is where i fell in love with all of this culture was the x-men animated series friggin outstanding disney plus of course has it and that was the first thing i watched when i got it same same so but when I like through the years, I've wanted to read Gambit. I want to read as much Gambit as I can. Once I first learned about the character, and it was hard for me to find Gambit stuff. Unfortunately, I had this tendency to always like like it's a cool character, but he's not necessarily the mainstream one. He's not Wolverine or or like a Cyclops even, who's right. you know prominent in the X Men. Gambit's just in and out, but every time he's there, you feel his impact. But I want I just I want more Doc. So you can right. see behind me if you guys are watching us on uh, Doc's Twitch stream um, or on the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse Facebook page. I have my stack of Gambit stuff over here, excluding uh, two series that I collected the single issues, which are um, Ro- I'm sorry, Rogue and Gambit, which then turned into Mr. and Mrs. X, which I did enjoy. And then there's the Gambit versus v Deadpool or Deadpool v the gambit i i want to pretend that didn't exist because like i said before uh i, I teased that earlier that was a massive fucking disappointment you have two amazing characters and it was just it was it wasn't really funny it wasn't funny at all and i get it it's versus it's five issues you can only do so much in it but the punisher one was pretty good the old yeah. man logan one was pretty good and the black panther one was pretty good what the fuck are you doing? I just don't get why you can't get it right with Gambit. But honestly, Doc, I'm a Gambit snob. Seriously, yeah. I will. I've read all this stuff. I always want to give Gambit stuff a chance. But there's a lot of stuff that a lot of his his books I haven't loved. A lot, even this stack here. I mean, there's some things that are good, but it's just I want more. Yeah. I really, I want the honestly. I would love it if um, Sean Murphy went and oh. took over Gambit. For yeah. for you know six eight issue arc gave him like the uh, uh, just let him do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, and I yeah, have yeah. My, I have an idea of what I'd love to see, and I maybe that's a conversation for another day because I want to talk about this Marvel Now run with Gambit. In Marvel Now, I I don't think it gets a whole heck of a lot of love. I don't I don't I didn't read a, te- a lot of Marvel love my Marvel Now myself when that run was ongoing, but the Gambit stuff particularly the first two trades. So I have Once a Thief, and then I have um, Tombstone Blues, which Doc is a big fan of the Tombstone Blues cover. Hubba hubba, baby. Look at that. And the other one is King of Thieves. That is the third trade in the series. And that one's fine, but these two are really where I get the gambit that I love, the gambit that I want. I didn't go with Mr. and Mrs. X because the art wasn't necessarily my favorite. I, I didn't love how either Gambit or Rogue, because I because Rogue I care about a ton too. It's his you know his girl, and obviously yeah. I'm not. You guys can figure it out they get married. You should know that by now. Um, <laughs> it happened a couple years ago or, or a year ago. But I didn't love the art. I like the story. I like how they handled it. But if you, it's it's a story about them. It's not just about Gambit. I want shit that's just about Gambit. I'm fine with him being solo sometimes, and that's what we get with this shit. In my Gambit person, I think everybody's Gambit is is this. Yeah, he's a lady killer and everything, but basically he's like he's kind of like Robin Hood, but at the same time, it's kind of more like um, steal from the rich and keep for myself. That's that's what Gambit is. 
right? Yeah. So that's what I want. And he's reckless. He makes dumb decisions. He finds people. He starts working with people he shouldn't work with. And the character who I'm not going to reveal her name because I will give you guys this little bit. In the first trade, you don't like you don't get her name after uh, for a few issues, and we see her right away pretty much in this run. But she's fucking nuts. <laughs> and Gambit's, she's fucking nuts. And Gambit, and Gambit is dealing with her a ton, and he can't fucking help himself because <laughs> it's Gambit. Because he just he likes attractive women, which who doesn't? But um, we see Rogue gets brought into the fray in all of this, and obviously we know there's always you know on and off again stuff with those two. So I, I and I just and, and there's another thing that happens with Rogue that I I know I put in the notes doc, but I don't want to bring it up because I it's not. The crazy spoilery, but it's just it's a cool thing that I don't want to take away from anybody when they see it happen. Yeah. Um, but we see other characters kind of pop up along the way. Tombstone, Pete Wisdom, uh, Batrock shows up too. That's the guy who I've seen his toy quite a few times at conventions. Like, that's not is that knockoff Wolverine um, <laughs> with his with that friggin' mask? But um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed this. My big thing is if you like Gambit, if you're like me and you're a snob about gambit and i think there are a few of us are out there because you care about the character and he got screwed over by taylor freaking kitsch uh <laughs> i i think that james asmus who uh, asmus who wrote the story did an outstanding job i think he did the third trade too i, I i'm not certain but the artwork on this series before uh i check see if you have any questions with me doc there were a lot of people involved in this uh clay man did most of the writing um he wrote was it he drew issues one through four and then eight through twelve also involved leonard kirk Diogenesis Naves, Al, uh, there's some really weird names here, Bar- <laughs> Baronivu, Pasquale Ferry, or Pasquale Ferry, David Baldion, who did, did quite a bit of Domino stuff over the past couple of years, and I really enjoyed his work. And uh, it was uh, Ghost, uh, Spirits of Vengeance that came out a little while ago, Leonard Kirk, Paco Medina, and of course, my guy Dexter Soy was in on one issue too, so I was happy about that. And then the colors were done by Rachel Rosenberg. Awesome. Yeah. So, I, what I'll say is X-Men the Animated Series was what got me into comic books when I was a kid. You get up on Saturday morning, you watch that cartoon, you listen to that banger of an opener, and uh, and then I wanted to get all the X-Men stuff I could get my hands on. Uh, the X-Men trading cards. I don't know if you ever had the X-Men trading cards. Oh, my God. Oh, I sent you guys a pic when I was up at the... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's right. That's right. You, that's right. You, you never got back to me. I, opened, I saved one pack for goo. Yeah, I was. It was just, a busy weekend. A quick, a quick little aside for everybody. If anybody lives up near Nashua or in Nashua, whatever, if you haven't already, the comic store, which has been around for thirty nine years, I'd never. I don't go up to New, New Hampshire a ton, okay? But I was near there, and I was looking up places to go. You know, I've done something with my girl that day. I'm, like, I'm going to go here. I was in there for forty minutes, and I didn't even realize it. It is. It's a little disorganized right now because I guess he's lost some, like some of his workers because of COVID and stuff. They had to furlough people whatever but i didn't care that there was some mess that place was friggin' outstanding they had cards they had a fuck ton of comics amazing action figures everything you could want so i highly recommend going there anyways continue doc so but yeah so that was that was my 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 foray into comics and loved collecting the cards and and i loved gambit i mean you know who you know who does i mean everyone loves cyclops and and wolverine uh but Gambit was awesome because he was just that, you know, that New Orleans ladies man. But when when he was in that show, whatever scenes he was in, he had a stance and he stuck by it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And he yep. wasn't going to like just give in and do what he, what he thought, you know, okay, I'll just do it for the team. No, no. If, if he didn't believe in it, he wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I loved him and, and so much that I would, as a kid, I would take the trading cards and I'd try to throw them like him. Right. Oh, hell like, yeah. Right? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so his character was great and his abilities were awesome. So how would you, so that's the gambit that I know and love because I've, I've, I've not read any gambit, uh, solo gamut books, just whatever has been in X Men, you know X Men books along the way. So, how would you compare that character to what is in the Marvel Now series? Is it very similar? Is it better, more in depth? Like, how would you? Describe I think it? I, I think I like it a little bit more. This this interpretation of Gambit a little bit more because we just we get to see more of him. And I'm not always a fan of the inner monologues. I don't hate it. But as I've started to see less and less of it, especially in the indie comics, I've kind of started to appreciate it not being there so much, yep. especially because it just seems like an excuse for writers to be repetitive with shit. That's yeah. what really bugs me at the end of all, because I do like being in the mind of, of characters, yep. but you, it just seems like you're doing, just doing it because you don't have anything – you don't know what else to do. And with Gambit, there is inner monologue, but I really – enjoy it because i we don't know as a ton about this guy we've learned things over the years and the bad things he's done and the guild he's been a part of or uh and and now and ran and all this crap but i just there's still he's a mystery and that's what i like about him but this is yeah this is absolutely this is hashtag my gambit one thousand (laughs) percent but yeah i I love this guy i mean it's to the point doc where i would treat my teach myself trading card like tricks with cards just so I can like, – because I love him. Even now I can do it. I, I do yeah. stuff because it's just – he's the man. He's, yeah. I, I love Gambit. Sorry, I just can't help myself. I'm talking about right. Gambit. Right, trying to throw those and get him to stick into an apple like anything. Yeah. Right, just you know, uh, on the playground, you know, you play. Yep. I, I, I wanted to be Gambit. I fucking love Gambit. So, uh, Bo staff yeah. and all. But I, yeah, I, I thousand percent think that – and I think the, the female character that he works with throughout the course of these – uh, issues the, the that she's in, I, I think they have a great back and forth, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to get into that dynamic too much, but I think that does uh, add. Uh, I think I think they were I think it's good. I think it's a smooth read. I think it's an easy read. And I, if you're going to read Gambit, I if you want to read something with Gambit, then I would pick up the Marvel Now stuff. Start with one, and I think King of Thieves is is fine too. That's the third trade. I just don't. It didn't stick with me. Right. quite in the same capacity right. um and and you know patrick avis in the in the chat the gambit series was amazing art and writing were legit that's the other thing too that's so important is the artwork yeah. some yeah. of that other stuff the older stuff isn't bad it's just that i don't always love the older art necessarily right. i mean the 90s stuff yeah sure and some of the 80s but it's just you know like when we first see gambit and it's like his origin he's yeah. he's did you know that in gambits when he was first introduced he could actually kinetically charge items with his like eyes, like he could, like he had like kinetic vision. No, I just always assumed it was with his hands, and it was green, not pink. Oh shit! See, you learn yes. something new every day. Look at that. Yep. So there you go. Everybody, everybody learned that, or at least doctors did. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Is Channing Tatum your hashtag Gambit? No, I never liked that idea. And Taylor Kitsch, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. He looks the part, kind of, but I mean, no accent. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I actually still have one of those cups that they used to sell at Cummies or whatever it was. Just because I love the character so much, I just wish yeah. it was fucking good. I mean, I just don't get it. Just – So who, know, would you, who would you pick to play Gambit? Oh. See, this is why I can't wait for Marvel to get their hands on the X-Men because you know they'll do Gambit right. 
I have. Gotta I should have. Gotta get the right person. I know. I should have. I, I. It just came to me top of. No, the I should have thought of the answer. I should have thought about that beforehand. Because why wouldn't you ask me that question? Uh, well, one guy who like physically comes to mind, like just in terms of his appearance, is the guy who plays Sam Winchester in um, in uh, Supernatural. Oh. But, yeah, I don't know the, the guy's name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the older the older brother with who has the gambit's hair, the taller yeah. one. Yeah, but I, I can't. I don't know his name, and this um, is a more in depth question but, for another time. I but, that point, but his look, his yeah. look is there. But acting wise, I don't necessarily think that he would be a fit. Yeah, I should have been prepared you for this. The accent. So the accent is everything with gambit. Mandatory. Accent I mean, hundred percent. You can't nail that accent. You, you're not Gambit. You can't fake it. You know, because that's that's half his charm. Mm-hmm. You know, is that accent being able to talk to the ladies, but also be quick, quick witted and quick tongued. You know, mm-hmm. he's always he's full of a ton of kinetic energy, and he needs to get yeah. let it all loose. <laughs> but, anyways, I uh, like I said, I mentioned before, I did want to save it towards the end, but I I, I got to it right away with the. Uh, once in future, I'm all in on this thousand percent. It was a great recommendation by Doc, so um, I, I hope everybody else has given that a shot too. I know Keith is reading, uh, or at least is planning on reading the John Constantine um, Hellblazer City of Demons book that I brought up in the first issue of TLDR. Fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And Doc has read that as well. And there are, I'm drawing a blank on all the other stuff that we've we've talked to each other about, but I know that. Um, that uh, it's been, it's been I, Harleen. I think we had, it was the bright side chat was a, is a big fan of that book as well. So yeah. we've got a lot of good stuff coming. Doc is very excited about uh, Dorktober, but we still got to get through September. Just remember that yeah, it, the time's going by fast. I can't believe labor day is in our rear view fucking mirror. Yeah. Right. right? It's so we're, we're 2020 next week. We're halfway through Jesus, man. I tell you, All right. we got some and good I'm, I am making, uh, in, in at some point, I'm curious how people feel about this. You know, what you and I will talk about it, but with American Vampire 1976 or, or 76 coming out, maybe we do something on that, or one of us does something on that um, okay. leading up to that event. I think that starts October 6th, okay. so maybe that week before or whatever that that week we'll see. But I, I next week I do know my book. It usually takes me a little while longer to figure it out, but I do know what it is. And the tease I will give you guys, and we'll leave you on this, is I've seen a ton. I've seen this book advertised a shit ton on Twitter, on Geeks Worldwide, everywhere. And the writer is very well known, and we may or may not have talked about him on this show beforehand. Until next week, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.